Hello there and welcome to Zero XP. We are a show that celebrates the fandom of video games with a focus on one game series in particular, Fable. We strive to bring you several episodes a month discussing a variety of game-related topics spanning recent game news and events to reflection and speculation concerning past, present, and future gaming generations. I'm John, and I'm sitting here with my co-host, who is the unstoppable force behind our show, Patrick. Hello. You can find the enhanced video version of our show by searching for Zero XP Webcast on YouTube. Please like, subscribe, and comment. I respond to all of them. You can also get each episode in podcast form across all major podcast platforms. If we're not on the platform of your choice, please let us know. If you would like to contact us directly, you can by emailing us at 0xppodcast at gmail.com or by following us on Twitter at 0xpwebcast. On this show, we're going to be speculating about the map for Playgrounds Fable. That's going to be covering what we wish the map would be like, what we think the map would be like, and what inspirations it should and should not take from other games. Let's get started. So before we get started into our thoughts, Patrick put up a few polls across Facebook and Twitter, and we wanted to kind of lay those for the groundwork. Patrick, what did you find with those? Yeah, I'm not going to get too in-depth with them, but more or less it was, does Fable need to be open world? And I would say around 70% didn't think it was at least necessary. Okay. It wasn't fully like a, do you prefer it? Does it need to be? Okay. Because with the way that gaming has become, it seems like games like this, people think it needs to be fully open world. So I was, I was really surprised when it seemed like only about 30% felt like it really needed to be around there. Okay. And these are focused communities, at least on Facebook, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, the Fable Fans Guild on Facebook, mm-hmm. and then our Twitter account. Okay. So what do you think? Do you think it has to be open world, Patrick? No. I, I, I'm not even sure that I want it to be open world, honestly. Okay. So when you think open world, because I feel like open world has become a lot more nuanced in the last few years. Uh, and I'll, I'll give a few examples of games as we get a little, little further into it, but... Um, I think most people, when you think of open world, you think of like a GTA, right? Mm -hmm. Where the whole map is there, it's all laid out, nothing changes, it's just this is what you have, and then you interact with the events that happen within it. Would you Mm -hmm. say that's fair? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I I wrote a list of some of the more predominant open world games uh, that would probably at least be looked at to see what they do right and what they do wrong. Mm-hmm. And then we can kind of discuss our takeaways and how we think that fits with Fable specifically. So just kind of because it's in the zeitgeist right now and it's new, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is the newest Assassin's Creed, is completely open world. I've been playing quite a bit of that. Uh, over the last generation, we've had God of War. There's also, and you can't ignore, Forza Horizon, which was yeah. also done by Playground Games. Skyrim, obviously, is kind of the bar that was set for fantasy games. Would you consider that open world, though? I would consider that an open world. I I, I think people would debate that because you do have load screens between regions. You do, but you also have a great kind of... um, Large area. Yeah, in between. I mean, you could say the same with Fallout. Right. Yeah, that too. Yeah, Fallout. I didn't even put that one on my list. Uh, There's Grand Theft Auto, obviously, and Red Dead Redemption 2. I have not played Watch Dogs Legion. I would like to check that out to see what their open world was like before we did this, but um, have you heard anything on it, Patrick? 
I mean, people seem to love what they did with London. Okay. Especially a lot of people from the area. There's also Last of Us 2, which is a bit more linear. And like I said, that's where I think things get a little bit more nuanced in the open world mechanics. Uh, Can't ignore Zelda Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey, which also kind of falls into that. Is this really an open world game? Um, Uh, To me, that'd be about as open world as the Fable games are. Well, and that's kind of what I want to get into. Yeah. Uh, did, so uh, I just wanted to throw those out there as examples Spider-Man. of things that I consider modern open worlds. Uh, so what do you think the positives and negatives of an open world would be? So the positives would be less load screens, even though loading doesn't seem like as much of an issue. Right. I guess we'll so find we'll, out as we move forward. Let's approach this as a... Because I feel like all games still have had some load screens yeah, mission set up yes um but let, let's approach this from like a pure open world standpoint uh akin to again red dead or gta where it's just your map is your map what are what are your positives and negatives there i mean positives would just be being able to go where you want mm-hmm. without any interruptions like I mean, there is something really cool about just being able to go from one side of the map to the other. Yeah, and I think that seeing it and going there specifically with Red Dead Two, I felt like that was a major accomplishment because they did manage to make that entire map that way, and they also still kept the regions feeling somewhat specific. Yeah, as in you had snow-capped mountains that still had some greenery, you had full-on, you know, snow-covered blizzard conditions, you know. Uh, there were areas that were swampy and marshy. I mean, they really, that is, maybe, I, I, I don't think it was as well received as a lot of people thought it was going to be, but when you get down to the, the droves of that game, they really accomplished something special with their map. That I mean, that's my top open world game, so you're not going to hear any argument with me. Okay. And, and the map is just amazing. So, uh, I mean, how do you think that would work with a game like Playgrounds Fable? See, that's the hard part. I mean, I can see where it could, but at the same time, you you never really try to get something to do what Rockstar is able to do. Like, I, like I feel like that's kind of an unfair thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you've got to think, though. Uh, it's been uh, two years since Red Dead 2, and they were working with older hardware specs. I mean, Playground does also have a lot more at their fingertips. But Rockstar has a thousand developers. That's true, too. I'm just saying, so if you could do that scale, um, is there anything that you fear you would lose from Fable? Is there anything that you you would gain for Fable? If you could do that scale, no. There's, I mean, because... To me, that game, some of the things that I think Fable needs to have, they had it. Because what what I fear, if it goes open world, it loses, even though Fable's never going to be like a Grand Theft Auto where you have a ton of buildings, you do see where these open world games, there's usually are, like in the case of like Skyrim or something or any Bethesda game, there's load screens getting into buildings. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's actually one of the reasons why Fable 2, when they were building the engine, they built it the way it was. Because at one point, they were going to go open world, but they could have more NPCs and make every make it where you could go into every building without having load screens. So you just load in the town. Right. And uh, I don't know that that's an issue now, 
but it is something to consider. Okay. So I, I'm, I go back and forth because I'm, I'm with you as far as open world games go. Uh, I kind of straddle. Um, I really enjoyed Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I also had, am, am currently enjoying uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla um, because they've turned those games essentially into time period RPGs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Red Dead is also, you know, in my, in my top tier. Like I, I don't know that I could choose between the the two um, if I had to. So. I see the advantages of having an open world like that, a big sprawling map that has different regions and they feel different. My fear is, is when something is that big and when we're talking about Fable and we're talking about Albion is that while they have personality in certain regions and certain characters, I feel like a lot of the time they lose that um, exuding personality that mm-hmm. Fable is known for. Yeah. In Fable, I mean, with all three all three games, realistically, when you look at them, when you go into a new area of the map, they have their own culture. They mm-hmm. have their own uh, kind of feel about them that you don't get a lot from some of the bigger open world yeah. games. Yeah, and with it set up, you don't, you don't have to worry about as much of like a transitioning from a certain type area to another one. Right. And, how, how that's going to look. I mean, I guess I should go ahead and put it out there. Um, I do think this is going to be an open world game. I'll be yeah. very surprised if it isn't. Yeah. I mean, uh, someone on our Twitter account actually pointed out where back in 2018, before Fable was announced, he did say, Phil Spencer said that they were working on, a, when they acquired Playground Games, they were working on a a new um open world game okay but that's so early in development a lot could have changed between now and then for sure and based on playgrounds history i mean i think it's gonna be open world there's just too many reasons why because that's like the only games they've ever made were open world exactly um so I, I guess when, when I look at that, and I, I, well, and here's a big thing I forgot to mention, The Witcher 3, uh, that's also one that I think could be looked at as far as open world, especially, you know, medieval combat style games. Yeah. Um, like, I like little towns and villages sprawled out in between, and I know that you can put stories in those places, but I think the thing that made Fables at least, you know, a, a large part of it as far as being unique goes is that when you went to a place, you definitely felt that the people there had lived there. It wasn't just like another mm-hmm. settlement that lived in ransacked conditions. It yeah. wasn't just that, you know, oh, well, here's another posh area. I mean, it was very, uh, it, it just exuded personality. Yeah. Like, I know if I arrive, even though the shops are open and Fable too, if I arrive to Bowerstone Market too early, the potion shop's not going to be open because the guy who runs it's an alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. He'll come stumbling out of the bar later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and things like that. Like, those are the things that I think they have to be careful not to lose in an mm-hmm. open world setting. The other thing for me, um, and I, you and I have kind of debated back and forth on how the the morphing of everything is such a huge deal for me when it comes to the characters. I also feel like that's one-on-one with the the map itself like while not done in every region it to me especially in like fable 2 i'd I'd say specifically it was so cool to start the game in one region and depending on the decisions you made they would wind up in one of two places Mm -hmm. so 
to me, that's a bit synonymous with Fable 2 because it's, I mean, realistically, in a lot of ways, it's unique to their games. You're not just changing a shack that burnt down. Yeah. You're changing an entire region and how it was affected by the things that you Mm -hmm. did. Yeah, I I mean, that was another thing is I wonder how much they could change an entire area right. if they chose to go open world. And that's that's kind of what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if we would see a style where maybe, you know, it's almost like you have multiple, I don't want to say kingdoms necessarily, but that's the best way I can put it. Like if you were to put, you know, or at least maybe the larger cities. Like let's say you have six larger cities on the map and then things sprawl outward from there like maybe the larger cities or areas or towns however you want to look at them could change yeah but the outliers of those cities would probably stay pretty similar like unaffected by the change in the decisions Mm -hmm. you made i feel like that's something that could probably be done with the hardware that we have available now yeah i mean i yeah i mean that's something if fable lost i'd be devastated if the regions didn't change or they were just minor tweaks right i think in saints row 3 like if or like the plane crash would show up in the city and like you know like there there are different things that would happen in the game uh and they would change like the there was like a zombie section and that looked a little bit different Mm -hmm. afterwards so there is and that's an older game but there are some signs that it is possible but I just wonder how much you could, like you were saying, how much you could affect an entire region. Right. Like, I, I would rather I would rather the game not be fully open world than lose that. Right. Well, and that's where I think that if they were to, if you had your major hub cities change and show the effects, I think that that could work well enough being stitched together with the other regions to where, because, I mean, events like that happen where an isolated incident affects one city and then as you get further away from it the effects are obviously less because they're further from the focus yeah. point so it i feel like it could be done in a way that would make sense like the closer you travel into a city like maybe you see that things had been scorched or something along those lines um or things have maybe you get closer in the building start earlier uh, in the region because people have been building and the uh, yeah. city's expanding things like that it's it's really hard to say. I mean, this episode is pure speculation because we really don't have anything to go on no. at this point. No. Uh, but I I don't know. It's, it's such a unique thing, and it's such a fun thing for me to kind of let my mind wander with mm-hmm. because the thing that Fable has done so well, and I mean, you can argue the, the quality of the games, you know, depending on where your heart lies with them as well as the technical boundaries at the time and things like that but to me the one thing that fable always nailed was it had its own personality Mm -hmm. and that was the personality of albion as a whole the personality of the characters and the inhabitants of albion but again even the maps themselves lent themselves to you know you knew where you were you felt things from them yeah and i mean largely the personality of the studio Mm mm-hmm Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Fable could not have been Fable without the unique and wonderful people who made it at Lionhead. Yep. And I just hope that some of that can still kind of continue and be infused with the Playgrounds Fable. The other example I wanted to bring up is, and I don't know if you played it. I know you bought it, but I've got a feeling it's one of your back catalog games. Did you play the uh, the last God of War game? 2018's God of War? No, I haven't gotten to it yet. Okay, first of all, you should. You're doing a disservice to yourself not playing it. 
Um, shame. Yeah, yeah, shame. But it really, uh, you know, not going on a tangent, I had never been the biggest God of War fan. Like, to me, it was kind of, uh, you know, action movie-esque. Uh, the story was okay, and but really you were just kind of chopping your way through things. Um, they really took a... Uh, different approach with the last one which it was very very heavily dripping with story and the characters were very deep and you felt them and it felt emotional it was a very special game but the map with god of war i think if they wanted to is probably the the closest i would say to what fable could be if they wanted to continue in the style that was set before it in the way that with God of War, you had these open sections like you did with the original Fable series. And then instead of having loading screens, you could either walk or you could uh, take a boat to each section. So there wasn't the loading that you would get. It was still all one, you know, fluid world, but it was just that the in-between stages were a little bit smaller and they connected you to larger regions uh, that were completely open. So, in theory, you could walk from one side of the map to the other, yes, mm-hmm. but they were very segmented, leading you to feel kind of almost like uh, like if you were to look at Ocarina of Time for Zelda, how Zelda was. You had your, your hub world in the middle with Hyrule Field, and then you would go off into the different sections of the map to get your different uh, places, but this in particular with God of War, was seamless. There wasn't the loading. There wasn't the running off into the distance and then showing you running in from the distance into the new area. And I think that that could work for Fable and still keep everything that came before it as far as personality goes and give you the ability to change the maps later on because you would literally just be loading in a different map in that area. Uh, because what they would do was they were using, and again, the technology at the time was less than what we have now. They were using those uh, transition periods while you were in a boat, while you were walking from one area to another uh, to load in those assets. Yeah. You know, So, I mean, there's tricks there and things that they could do in the background to make those changes. So that being fleshed out, I mean, off the top of your head, and I know I'm throwing this at you on the fly, what would you rather have? What do you think personally you would rather have? Something along the lines of that God of War style slash kind of a fable being a precursor in some aspects? Or would you rather have an open world that could still shift and change if they have the ability to do that? I mean, of course I'd rather have the open world that could shift and change if they have the ability to do that. Okay. But I I mean, that's why it's it's such a tough question, really, like Mm -hmm. what I'd prefer. I mean, really... I I just prefer quality. Like right. like if 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 you're telling me you're going to lose any quality, then I don't want it to be open world. Okay. Just just big areas. I mean, I still want them to be large on scale or even Skyrim Fallout-esque where you have your big area and then it connects to everything else mm-hmm. would be perfectly fine with me. But yeah, open world is not a big deal to me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of... It's, it's the thing that I said at the beginning of this episode, which was it's it's such a nuanced question to look at. Uh, instinctively, when I hear, like, oh, is the game going to be open world or is it going to be, you know, fairly linear? I'm like, well, I want open world because you like the idea of living in that space, yeah. of kind of role-playing yourself in that, you know, I know the map, I know how to get places, I know these different cultures and cities and things. Uh, but it's like you said, if an open world I 
definitively think that you risk losing more personality in an open world because mm. it's not as isolated. You can't control uh, every aspect of that region because it's open. Yeah. You know, I mean, there might be big spl- uh, blank places in between that look so generic. It all feels like one place if you're not careful. Yeah. Um, you and, know, and that's definitely not something I want to see in Fable. Right, and I we're talking smaller that, and detailed over. I think big. that it, it's not quite a conclusion necessarily, but we know that it's definitely a possibility that, like, dynamic weather condition yeah. is going to uh, probably be a factor. In I'd be map. surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, because it, it's in the uh, the Forza Horizon games. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I feel like you risk or you have to be careful of is you don't want it to be able to snow everywhere you don't want it to be like it's we're not talking about it being like a seasonal change necessarily because then i think things would start to affect the map and that it would all start feeling a little bit more generic they've got to be very careful i mean that's just my take on it i i if you listen to this show these are the shows these these little bonus in between episodes that we do in between our uh, fable gameplay episodes that I really enjoy because we tend to get a little bit more feedback mm-hmm. on. We get people who want to join the discussion. And I really encourage you to do that if you're listening, if you've made it this far. Because, you know, if you find us on Reddit, if you find us on uh, YouTube or Twitter, you know, you're probably going to get a pretty quick reaction out of us. If you just want to talk to us through email, I mean, these are things that we can debate. And I think the more perspective and the more outside thoughts you get out of your own mind, the better the conversation yeah, is absolutely. going to be. Yeah. And I mean, people make points that I'm like, I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we there, talk about that all the time. Like, responses, oh, that's a great idea. There are responses that occasionally we get from the show, and I'm like, man, I wish, you know, they made this comment somehow before the show So came we could have talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, I mean, I guess that's where I would encourage if you're listening to this and you want to take part in the conversation is... Uh, spark one up ask a question let us know how you feel about it because this is obviously we don't have an answer for it it's just us really putting out there what we think what we like what we wish and what we hope for versus you know what we will ultimately end up getting in the end but we have uh no influence over that whatsoever exactly but it's fun to speculate and talk about and kind of live within that community so before we close this up, I will point out that we are going to have a special Do You Want There to Be Holidays in Fable? episode coming up that'll drop sometime around Christmas. It's going to be a short episode, but we hope you'll keep your eyes and your ears open for it. And uh, till then, Patrick, you ready to close it down? Yep, let's end it. Before we go, we'd like to thank those who helped contribute to the show. Zero XP logo was provided by Jameson Johns. You can find him at behance.net forward slash Jameson Johns. Zero XP theme music provided by Odd Reference. You can find him at facebook.com forward slash odd.reference. Additional music was created by Russ Shaw. And a quick reminder, you can reach out to us and talk to us individually by following us on Twitter at 0xpwebcast. You can email us at 0xppodcast at gmail.com if that's your preference. You can find us across all major podcast platforms by looking for Zero XP Podcast. If we are not on the podcast that you prefer, please let us know. And for our best show, look for our enhanced video edition that we'll publish on YouTube at Zero XP Webcast. Please like, subscribe, and comment. Using these features lets YouTube know that Fable fans love our content and help other Fable fans find us. 
And before we go, we always like to give thanks to those who have inspired us to do this show. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Damien. Thank you, Mike. And thank you, Charlie. And until next time, just stay safe out there. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye.